You're listening to the What Was That Like podcast, but this is not a regular episode. This is a bonus raw audio episode. Usually on this show, I talk to a regular person who's been through something really unusual, like they got attacked by an alligator, or they were buried in an avalanche, or they witnessed a murder. That person comes on the show and tells the story of what happened firsthand. That's not what we're doing today. This bonus episode is called Raw Audio. The Raw Audio episodes are three real-life stories, and they include the 911 calls that were made when it was happening. You'll hear that audio as well as the story of what happened. These episodes are usually only available exclusively to listeners who support the podcast for $5 a month. You can sign up for that at whatwasthatlike.com slash support. When you do that, you also get all the regular What Was That Like episodes without any ads. And you can binge all of the past raw audio episodes. Right now, there are a total of 32 of them. But today, we have a special one, and it's available to all listeners. Every once in a while, I like to put out an extra episode like this, so if you've been thinking about it, you can see sort of a free sample of what you'll be getting when you become a supporter. If you like real-life stories and the feeling that you're right there as it happens, I think you'll enjoy this content. And here's the content warning for today's episode. You'll hear about a plane crash, a murder-slash-suicide, and a home invasion. And of course, after these three stories, we'll have our regular listener story like we do for every episode. So let's get to it. Real people in unreal situations. There is a girl hanging by her broken leg from the telephone wire. And I called 911 and I said, I found a baby. I turned around. I see a gun pointed at me close enough I could touch it. She would hold our heads underwater all the time. He levels the gun, pulls the trigger, and I go down. Her eyes were full of tears. She didn't want to leave us. My hair catches on fire. I swear to God, this, is, this image is burning my head for the rest of my life. I'm Scott Johnson, and this is What Was That Like? Hey, it's Scott, and guess what? You're about to hear an ad, and that's both good and bad. It's good because ads are what make it possible for me to keep bringing you these episodes, and it's bad because, well, maybe you don't like listening to ads, and I get that. And the good news is, you don't have to. When you sign up to support the show, you get every single episode without any ads. Plus, you get all the bonus episodes. Yeah, did you know there are actually bonus episodes? And you can try it all for free just to see what it's like. If you're on an iPhone, just go to the What Was That Like podcast and at the top, click on Try Free and you're in. On Android, just go to whatwasthatlike.com plus and try it out completely free. Once you've had the ad-free experience, you'll see why hundreds of other listeners are already doing it. But for now, here's another ad and then on with today's episode. I'll confess, sometimes I let my podcast playlist get out of hand and I get way behind. 
But there's one show that I subscribe to, and any new episode goes right to the top of the queue. That's the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's because I never have to figure out, okay, is this one going to be interesting, or do I wait for the next one, like I do for some shows? Because Jordan's conversations are always a must-listen for me. He talks to fascinating people from any category you can think of. Authors, scientists, athletes, you name it. He's talked to undercover cops who posed as mafia and the actual career mafia hitmen. And the stories he gets out of these people, just incredible. In one episode, he talked to Paul Holes. You might know that name if you're into true crime. He's the former investigator who uses really advanced methods to solve cold cases, including the Golden State Killer. And another one I really enjoyed was with Sam Harris, an author and neuroscientist who promotes skepticism, and he doesn't mind taking on some seriously controversial topics like politics or religion. That one's going to make you think. Whenever a new episode of The Jordan Harbinger Show pops up, I already know it's going to be an episode that I'll enjoy listening to, and I'll bet you will too. For some episode recommendations, check out jordanharbinger.com start. Or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club. A daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, Relax and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Naperville, Illinois. Lloyd and Maureen McKee, both in their 60s at the time, lived in a neighborhood in a suburb of Chicago. This community is called Aero Estates, that's A-E-R-O, and it's called that because it includes a small residential airport. Lloyd is a pilot, and they owned their own small airplane. They'd lived in this community for 12 years, and they flew their plane often. One day, around noon, Lloyd and Maureen took off to head toward Pittsburgh, with Lloyd piloting the plane. Shortly after takeoff, something went wrong. Near the end of the runway is a business area, and the plane ended up crashing into the Export Fitness Club. This was midday on a Wednesday, so the fitness center was packed with people working out. Several people who witnessed the crash called 911. Naperville 911, how can I help you? Hi, a little airplane, a little uh, one-engine airplane took off from the airport at 83rd Street and crashed into the uh, X uh, Sports Fitness Center. The on X, X Sport Fitness? On 75th. 
Okay. And Route 59, or, I mean, it's just inside of Route 59. Do you see anybody coming out of it? I, we are walking on the trail at Springbrook Prairie. We just saw it crash into the building. Okay, hold on one second. We're going to get help out, okay? Okay, I'll you, hold on. You're, you, you witnessed it, you said? I witnessed it, right. Okay, hang on one second. Did it go actually into the building? It went into the southwest corner of the building. Of the actual building, correct? Of the actual building, the Export Fitness Center. Okay. Naperville 911, how may I help Hi. you? My name is Brian Dreger. I'm at Naperville Aero Estates Airport. Yes. And I just saw a plane crash into a building. Okay. Uh, Where at? Uh, it's north of the, uh, whatever the uh, building is. It's like a shopping mall north of Naper Aero. Okay. Uh, do you know what the cross street might be? I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess that would be... Uh, okay, so it's north of... North of the airport. I think there's a Home Depot in that shopping mall. Naperville 911. How may I help you? Uh, a plane just flew into the export uh, fitness building. Okay. All right. Um, is it on fire? Uh, it went through the building. It's inside the building. Okay. All right. We'll get the fire department out there, okay? All right. Thank All you. Right. Naperville 911, how can I help you? Uh, I already spoke with someone. Uh, there's, uh, there's a plane crash into the export on the corner of 75th and Route 59. Okay, did it go actually into the building? They went, it went actually into the building. Okay, do you see any flames or anything like that? There are no flames at the moment. Okay, we're getting help on the way, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Phil 911, how can I help you? Hi, my name is Mike. I'm at the Costco at 75th Street and 59. Uh-huh. Uh, there's an airplane takeoff in that small airport there. Okay, did and, it uh, went into export oh. fitness? Yeah, it crashed. Okay, did I you? Believe. Okay, are you, you said you're across the street though. You can, can you see if there's any occupants getting out? I, I'm no, I'm filling okay. my car up at Costco. I can't even see. I just okay, heard. We, I saw the airplane and heard, heard the impact. Okay, so. we have help on the way. Okay. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Naperville 911. How can I help I, you? Um, yeah, we're over at Export Fitness at 75th and 59. Are you talking about the plane crash? Yeah, plane just crashed into the building. Do you know if anybody in the plane has been able to get out? Uh, we haven't had a chance to see it. We just see this gasoline leaking all the way into our wood gym. Okay, you're able to evacuate the gym? Yeah, we're evacuating right now. Anybody in the gym hurt? No, no one's hurt in the gym yet. Okay, we're on our way. All right, thank you. Thanks, bye. When first responders arrived, they found Lloyd and Maureen pinned inside the plane, but they were conscious and able to communicate. They were able to be removed from the plane and were taken to Edward Hospital. Their injuries were non-life-threatening, consisting mostly of cuts and broken bones. And even though there were 280 people inside the fitness club at the time, none of them were injured. Many heard or felt the crash, and they all quickly exited the building. After an investigation, the National Transportation Safety Board cited the probable cause for the crash as pilot's failure to abort a takeoff. Other contributing factors were improper annual inspection of the aircraft, as well as a hole in the plane's exhaust pipe. There was a pre-flight inspection, but it failed to notice two critical engine malfunctions that caused the crash. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. That little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. 
Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1. And sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels. And thankfully that's all backed up by science. And all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. And you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut with Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what, code 25what. I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy. That's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. And her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com/what or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com/what. Stone Island, Florida, in Volusia County. Carlos and Laura were married and had an 11-year-old daughter named Adriana. Their marriage had failed, and they were separated while going through a particularly nasty divorce. Laura and Adriana had left and were now living with Laura's father, Phil. Part of the agreement they had worked out was that Carlos was not under any circumstances, to visit them at Phil's house. But one Monday morning, around 8 a.m., he went there anyway, armed with a gun. He shot Laura and Phil multiple times on the porch of Phil's house. Then he made a phone call to a friend to ask her to come and get his daughter. Adriana was a witness to these two killings, at some point, she was able to run out of the house to a neighbor. That neighbor called 911. 
911, where's your emergency? Wait, wait, there's been gunshots and there's been a shooting on the Stone Island in Enterprise. I think two people were dead. Okay, ma'am. Did you see the people get shot? <sighs> no, but a little girl that lives there did. Okay, all right. Stay on the phone. Let me get rescue started. Don't hang up, okay, ma'am? Hold on a second. Okay, right. okay. Ma'am, where's the person that did the shooting? It was CSO with the 911 transfer. Sounds like they got a possible double shooting over at Enterprise. Okay. It's on two houses down from it. Okay, ma'am, take a deep breath. Okay, this is the fire department paramedics. I want to help you, okay? But you have to answer my questions, okay? What phone number are you calling from? Mm-hmm. Is it a house that the shooting was at is... No, is it's your home. That's my home. Okay. Take a deep breath. We have paramedics coming, okay? So stand the line with me. The best thing you do is give me as much information as you can, okay? Do you okay. know the people that were shot? Uh, yes. Okay, do you know about how old they were? Phil, um, how old were Stephanie? How old is Phil? She's asking me questions. They're coming, they're coming. They're, they're on their way as we're speaking. They're already on their way, ma'am, okay? Yeah, medics. I need the police here. Yeah, ma'am, 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 listen to me. Ma'am, 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 I need your help, please. Hello? Ma'am, talk to the police officer. Ma'am, listen to me, okay? I got the cops coming. This lady's on the phone. She's a paramedic. Can you tell me where the person is that did the shooting? Ma'am. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Where, where is the shooter? He's in the house. Okay, is he still, is he, did he shoot himself or is he, or is he still alive? Do you know? I think he's still alive. You think he's still alive? Okay, can you tell me, did, did he shoot two people or did he shoot himself? He shot two people. This little girl that I, I'm right here, right now. She saw him. Okay, she's with you. <laughs> Okay, listen to me, ma'am. The best thing you can do is take a deep breath and calm down for her, okay? Calm down. I know. Take a deep breath. All right. All right. Okay. Okay, talk to the police. Talk okay, to the dispatcher. Tell them what you know. Ma'am, where, where are the people that he shot? Are they inside or outside? They're, they're inside. They're, they're inside. Okay. All right. So the people that he shot are inside. Can you tell me the yes. guy's name who did the shooting? Carlos Negron. Carlos Negron? Yes. Okay, can you tell me how old Carlos is? Oh. About um, 20s, 30s, 40s? 40s. In his 40s? 40s? Okay, and he went in the house? He's in, he's in the house. Do you know the address? Um, the address is... No, I don't want you to get too close to there. Matt, Matt, don't go there. If you don't know the address, that's fine. I just want I just want you to just tell me if you know it. If you don't know it, that's fine. Clear away from there. No, it, it, does your child know the address? Does she know her address? Honey, what's the address at that house? Where is she? Ma'am. She's on the porch? Ma'am. Ma'am. 
Yes. Who are you talking I to? I don't know the address. I understand. Just listen to me, okay? You're doing a wonderful job, and I appreciate all the help you're giving me. That person that you're speaking to, were they in the house when this happened? Honey, were you in the house? She's on the phone, too. She's on the phone, too? I, I is think she, so. Is she talking to 911? How are you talking to 911, honey? Are you talking to 911? No. Okay, so this girl, okay. that's, this girl that's there, she was in the, inside the house when the shooting took place? Was she inside the house when that happened? Yes, she was. Okay, how old are you? Stand by Central Fire, please. She's 11. She's 11 years old. Okay, was she shot? No, she was not. Okay, all right, so the little girl was not shot. Okay. All right, what I want you to do is I want you to take that little girl with you right now and walk over and stay in front of your house and just go right by the door, okay? By your front door in case you need to go inside. Can you do that? Um, yeah, without everybody else. That's it, ma'am. I, I want you, I want to try to get you and her safe. Okay. It, okay. What, can it can it be possible? For her mother. It's her mother is laying on the front porch. Okay, I understand that. But I need you to get away from the house. Okay, I need you to see if you can take okay, her and move away. We're, we're down. We're down. We're down two two houses down, and um. Okay. Get away from there! Ma'am, who are you speaking to? Ma'am. There's a guy. There's a guy. Um, there, There is a guy walking around the front of the house. And that is not the shooter. Okay, that, that's fine. Okay, listen, you can't control that. I need, you, I need you to help me here, please. I need you to take that little girl, okay, and get her away from there and just move her away safe, okay? Let's not, let's not worry about anybody else is doing. I need I need your help. We're two houses down right okay, now. Okay, that's fine. Okay, is she still on the phone with somebody? Honey, honey, now, the police are going to want to talk to her when they get here. I just need her away from there, okay? I'm going to keep you on the phone here. Okay. Don't go near no, there. Yeah, nobody goes near that house, okay? They're putting themselves in danger by doing that. God, you don't know what he'll do. Yep. Ma'am, is it? Yes. Do you know that girl? Yes. Uh, she she kind of needs to stay away from that. I don't want you to go after her. You told her. You did what you could. Oh, God. While that person was on the phone, another neighbor called. This person had been out walking her dog and heard the gunfire. You'll notice that this caller was pretty impatient with the dispatcher and the fact that police and first responders didn't show up immediately. It also sounds like the crime scene may have been compromised. 911, where's your emergency? I'm I'm coming, I'm coming! What city are you in? Uh, It's in uh, Enterprise. What's going on there? Uh, there's a shooting. A shooting? Who's been shot, ma'am? I believe a woman and a man. And I believe the shooter's still in the house. I'm not sure if he's alive or not. I don't I don't know if he's alive, actually. Wait a minute. I just heard the shots fired. I'm standing right in front of the house. All right, let me see here. Just stay on the phone with me, okay? I am with you. I'm with you. Where are you? And you're, you're standing right out in front. 
Right, I am. Okay, you know these people? I do. Uh, who are they to you? Uh, neighbors. Are they on the way? We have the call, ma'am. And who's inside the house with what? Well, since... I got it. I got it. Hello? Since I wasn't in the house, I'm not exactly sure who was in the house. But the, but the daughter of the mom, who I think was in the house, is still in the house, and the grandfather, and the dad of the little girl. So you're not sure the little girl is out here. You're not sure but I believe that a woman and a man and the man who's doing the shooting is in there. And you just heard all of this, sir? Yeah. I was out walking my dog. And I heard shots. And I thought maybe somebody was shooting the gator or something, but don't think so. We need somebody here right away. Okay, so when um, you heard the shots, then what happened? I'm still walking around the corner. There's no visible sign of anybody inside. I don't hear anything. I'm scared to go in to find out because if the guys in there were still with a gun. Yeah, don't do that, but I'm just trying to understand how, you, how you've come to the conclusion that people were, sh- were shot. Did someone tell you this, or is this a speculation? Uh, yes, neighbors also, and the little girl whose mom is in there is saying that also. She was in there at the time? But I did hear fire. I did hear gunshots. Right, I understand that, but how do you know somebody was shot? Just by what the little girl is saying. I don't know. She was I in, walked up she and called 911. Were you in the house, okay? Says yes. Why isn't there somebody uh, coming? They got to drive there, ma'am. The fire department is just across the street. Well, well, we have have police officers there as well. Someone's standing there with a gun. Okay. There was a police officer that was right around the corner. (laughs) Okay, but... (laughs) Back and get him? No, no. The units that are on duty got to respond, ma'am. I don't hear any sirens or anything. Just stay on the phone with me until they get there. That's what A.D. said. And who, and who else is calling, ma'am? Uh, the next door neighbor. And she, that's the one that was in the house? No. The next door neighbor was at her house. And she came fire, gunfire. She came running out. She's on the phone. I don't know to who because I'm consumed with your with this phone call. Right, but well, we have somebody else on the line that had called... Before you okay, might be the, ne- I'm trying to... might be the next door neighbor. I'm going to walk around back. There's been some talk that Phil's on the bar, which dead, so I'm going to walk around back. Ma'am, oh, uh, you're going to go with me? Okay. Ma'am, don't wait for the officers, ma'am. Don't do that. No, I mean, nobody's coming. Ma'am. I don't even hear ma'am. a siren or anything. Ma'am, what? If, if I'm, I'm walking. Ma'am. Ma'am. Hello? Hello? If we have officers pulling up on scene and there's a shooter in the house, they're going to be coming there with their weapons drawn. You should not be, so you need to get away from that area. And then you also tell me that somebody's shooting inside the house. Why would you walk onto the property and walk behind the house? I'm not on the property. You need to stay off the property. I'm not on the property. I'm next door. And so is on the back deck. Oh, my God. Are you still there? Yes, ma'am. All three on the back porch. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart's racing. Yeah, he shut himself, too. So there's three bodies on the back porch. Okay, so you went back there. Ma'am? Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, so you went back there? Yeah. 
Well, I'm not on the property. I'm next door. I'm looking on the back deck, and I see three bodies. One girl, two men. One girl, two men? Yes. Okay. And it doesn't look like anybody's breathing. Okay. Oh, my God. This is, this is, uh, uh, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I, uh, somebody's got to get here right now. Where are they? They're driving there, ma'am. Okay, but... <laughs> I've got to go. No, I mean, I've got to go see if anybody's alive. Walking her dog in front of the house. I've got to go see if anybody's alive. Oh my God. Where are they? Where are they? Man, they're driving there. I need you to calm down. I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm, but my heart is racing. Right, you, 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 you need to get away from there because the officers are going to be pulling up and they're going to they're going to be trying to clear that area. So you, you need to get away from there. I've got to go get the dog. It's a great day inside. Actually, it's in the back. At where? At the, at the house or the No, you need to stay. Ma'am, you need to stay out of there. Okay. Stay out of there. The officers are pulling up with their guns drawn. Stay out of there. She's yelling at him to see if he. Anybody's alive. Uh, She's not listening to me. She's going in. The next door neighbor. Who just went in the house? Who's going the next in there? Neighbor. The next door neighbor. The next door neighbor? The next door neighbor. She has to stay out of the house. I don't know how many times I've been saying get out of the house. But you better get somebody here. Ma'am, we have officers going in. This is a super. Ma'am, something. This is the sheriff's office. That's a crime scene. Get out of that house. I'm a deputy. I'm telling you to get out of the house now. Crime scene, you got to get away. Get out of the house. Now. I'm ordering you to get out of that house. Period. Deputies are coming on scene. Get out of there and go meet with the deputies. I, I agree. Tell her to get out of that house, ma'am. Okay? Because you're putting your I'm child in the I'm not in the house. I'm well, talking to the other person who is. Tell him to get out. Kelly? Kelly? She's going to get Kelly, Kelly, shot Kelly, by a deputy if she don't get out of the house. That's a problem. Kelly? Bill, can you grab her? Get, she needs to get out get of there. Get her out of there. And go meet the deputies, please. Okay? When police arrived, they found Laura and Phil dead on the scene. Carlos had also killed himself with his gun which was found near his body. Adriana, now orphaned, was put in the care of the Florida Department of Children and Families. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds. 
experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Scott. Did you know we offer a premium feed of this show that is completely ad-free and there are bonus episodes? Go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus or just click the link in the show notes of any episode to learn more and to sign up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can sign up right there in the app by clicking try free at the top of the episode list. And I hope to see you in the premium feed soon. Hollywood, Florida, north of Miami. Luis was 11 years old at the time. This happened on a Thursday afternoon. His dad went out for a bit to pick up dinner, so Luis was home by himself watching television. He heard a loud knock at the front door. Shortly after that, he heard the glass being smashed out of a back window. He called his father who told him to call 911. Luis quickly ran to his bedroom and dialed 911 while he was hiding. And for the first part of the call, the dispatcher was questioning if it was a prank call. 911, where is the emergency? For the Where? Is there an apartment number? No, What's your name? Are you inside the house? Yes. Are you alone inside the house? No. How old are you? Eleven. What room are you in? Mm-hmm. Where? My room. In your bedroom? Mm-hmm. Is the person inside the house? Yes. Yes. What does he look like? Mm-hmm. What does he look like? I don't know. You don't know if he's a white male or a black male? Okay, and you don't know what he looks like. How do you know he's in the house if you can't see him? House if you can't see him. I hear him. You hear him. Where are they? Where? Saying, where are your parents? In the gas station. In the gas station? Okay, and I just heard somebody. What are you doing? What's all that noise in the background? I'm trying to hide. Were you moving furniture? What? What are you doing? Okay. You're still in your bedroom? Hold on a second. He said he hears them. That's what he said. I don't know if it's real or not. 
still inside the house, police were able to pull Luis out to safety through his bedroom window. Officers then made entry and apprehended two teenagers, both age 17. They had ransacked the home. There was a third burglar, also 17 years old, who was captured later. The three suspects were charged with burglary of an occupied structure, grand theft, and possession of burglary tools. Luis was a straight-A student, and he said later that he didn't understand why the burglars tore up his academic awards. His father planned to contact the school 
and see about getting those awards replaced. In a statement, Lieutenant Nicole Kaufman of the Hollywood Police Department said, the quick thinking and smart actions of the child and the rapid response of officers led to a successful outcome in this incident. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For me, there's just something about hearing an actual 911 call that makes everything so much more real. And if you want to binge all 32 raw audio episodes and get all the new What Was That Like episodes ad-free, come on over and sign up as a supporter. That's at whatwasthatlike.com support. You know, when you do that, it's not just about the money, although that's definitely appreciated, but it's also you telling me, hey, Scott, I like what you're doing here. And that means a lot. It really does. As always, graphics for this episode were created by Bob Bretz, and the full episode transcription was created by James Lye. And this week's listener story is about something I have never done, and probably never will, karaoke. Stay safe, and I'll see you in a week. It's fair to say I'm a karaoke fiend. The first time I remember doing karaoke was at a Six Flags. Great America, the one in Gurney, Illinois, to be specific. Our high school class was there for a physics trip. I think we were supposed to learn how roller coasters react to gravity and different kind of angles and G-forces and things like that. I don't really remember learning anything, but I do remember performing the song Fat Lit by Sum 41 with one of my high school friends. It was a delightful time, and it got me hooked. To date, I have performed over 600 songs at karaoke at places all around the world. How do I know it's over 600 songs? I have a Spotify playlist of all the songs that I have done, which is just all kinds of bananas, but never fails to produce a good song. I also hosted karaoke when I lived in Los Angeles at a bar where Jewel, as part of a Funny or Die video, went undercover to do karaoke. If you've not seen that video, I highly recommend checking it out. And about 75% of the people in that video were still local, still regulars, when I was hosting karaoke just a few months later there. I even won $50 in a karaoke contest one time. I sang the song My Band by D12, which features six different rappers in it. I got second place behind a woman who used to be a Shaka Khan backup singer. I still maintain that she had quite the advantage and the leg up, and it showed in the judging. All of that led to the foundation of what I consider my crowning karaoke achievement, which was performing at halftime of a WNBA basketball game. My friend was having her birthday at a bar that did gong karaoke. It's kind of like Showtime at the Apollo, but for singers. If you get enough people that are displeased with your performance, they'll hit a gong, you'll be escorted off the stage, and you don't get to finish. Little did I know that my friend's sister worked for the San Antonio Spurs Entertainment crew, and she told me about something new that they were trying for the WNBA's Silver Stars, halftime karaoke. One week later, I was driving down to San Antonio, ready for my big break. I had a friend with me. We got there about three minutes before halftime was going to happen. My friend's sister was frantically running around looking for me. We bumped into each other, got all set. She said, go up to the second level. There'll be people up there that can get you all set up and all that. There's three of us that will be performing during halftime. The first is a 13-year-old girl who's the daughter of one of the executives in the Spurs organization. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember hearing that she was the daughter of one of the higher-ups. 
She sang Michael Jackson's Human Nature, which I think is a challenging choice for anyone, let alone a 13-year-old. But hey, teenage years, that's probably the hardest parts of our lives, right? Like we're going through some stuff, and that's a song all about that. And she nailed it. She knocked it out of the park. She did a fantastic job. I wanted to lighten the mood a little bit, though. So the song I had chosen was I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. It's got all the classics of a nice karaoke. It's got a guitar solo that you introduce by yelling guitar. It's got a nice high falsetto, a part where people can clap along, and it's just great classic rock song. As I was waiting my turn, I felt less like Justin Hawkins, the front man of the darkness, and I certainly didn't have a skin-tight spandex bodysuit on like he often likes to rock. I was more like Eminem at the start of Lose Yourself. My knees were weak. My palms were sweaty. Thankfully, no vomit or spaghetti on my sweater. But then I got handed the mic. They told me where I could kind of move around to. I said, all right, that's going to be my Pong-esque back and forth, because I like to move around at karaoke. The guitar started and the drums kicked in and I just lost myself in the song. It was a little disorienting seeing myself on the Jumbotron as I was performing, but I did my best to scan throughout the audience and look at the people who looked like they were having fun, who looked like they were enjoying the song. They were singing along too. Those were my people. And when I made eye contact and gave them a grin, it was just the coolest moment. When that guitar solo kicked in, I said guitar and handed my microphone to one of the employees there, because I was going to go around and high-five people in the section that was closest to me. They were all enjoying it, and I said, hey, I'm going to give you some dap here. Then they thought I was done performing, though, so I didn't get to sing the end of the song, but I got through two verses, two choruses, and part of a solo. I'd say that's pretty good. I got back down to my seat. My friend was super excited for me. She gave me a high-five. Other people around me were saying how much they enjoyed it, and I sat back in my chair and watched the Silver Stars play the rest of their game. I think they lost by like 25 points that game. They were playing the Minnesota Lynx, who were the top team in the WNBA that year. So perhaps like my battle with the Shaka Khan backup singer, not the fairest of fights, but we powered through and it was a wonderful time. And I think the takeaway that I got from that is to say yes to things. I didn't know what to expect with it. Sure, I had done karaoke, but never in front of thousands of people. And it was just the coolest experience. I got over my stage fright. I was never going to see these people again, except for the one friend that I came with and maybe my friend's sister. Other than that, who cares? Let loose the wind. I think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in our own insecurities and our own self-doubt. Throw it all into the wind. Try something new. Get out of the comfort zone. All the cliches. They're cliches for a reason because they work. I felt awesome with it. I still karaoke to this day. And the next time you're out at a karaoke bar and someone is on stage and they look a little uncomfortable. They look like maybe they don't know what they've done. Maybe they're even saying, hey, this is my first time ever performing karaoke. Go up to the stage, give them a high five. If you don't want to touch anyone, just give them some words of encouragement. They will certainly appreciate it knowing that someone has their back, just like thousands of people had my back. And I am very appreciative of it. Thank you for listening. And whatever you do today, whatever new thing you try today, I know you're going to rock it. Uh...